you are listening to Pursue Media Minutes. Here is the bottom line and above, from Pursue Media Weekly Newsletter, published on February 1, 2023. Splendid Isolation It hasn't been one of the Islamic Republic's finer weeks, as a glance at this week's selection of articles will show. Iran's foreign relations took it on the chin, again, revealing the degree to which Iran has antagonized its neighbors and grown more isolated. One might argue that Azerbaijan overreacted in deciding to evacuate its diplomatic staff from Tehran after a fatal shooting there by lone gunman, an event that Tehran plausibly argues was the act of an angry man motivated by marital difficulties, but which Baku framed as a terrorist act. Iran's protestations of innocence, however, are hobbled by its recurring pattern of countenancing mob attacks on foreign embassies in Tehran. Thus, Baku's overreaction appears to many as a prudent response to a regime whose adherence to the Vienna Convention on Diplomatic Relations is exceedingly checkered. The embassy shooting was followed on Saturday night by a drone attack on a defense facility in Isfahan that had all the hallmarks of an Israeli operation, an action that drew a snarkily approving tweet from a Ukrainian official which seemed to anger Iranian officials more than the drone strike itself. With tensions spiking with Azerbaijan, Israel, and Ukraine all at once, as reported in our featured article this week one of the more thoughtful Iranian analysts suggested that maybe Iran should avoid taking sides Russo-Ukrainian war, others, more typical of the Nizam's conspiratorial security mindset, saw Israel's hand behind the entire debacle and darkly warned against cooperation with the Zionist entity. Iran's isolation, however, is not confined to geopolitics. In the cultural arena too, the Nizam is being shunned more than in the past. So much so that the Fajr Film and Theatre Festival, one of the Islamic Republic's most prestigious and popular cultural events, has kept secret the list of films and artists to be featured so as to limit international pressure on the invitees to boycott the event. This may ensure that some foreign artists attend, but Iranians are keeping their distance. As reported in the Pursue Media Daily Summary, numerous Iranian actors, directors, and other artists, at least six cast members from one film alone, have announced that they will not attend the festival and many have tied their absence to disgust at the Nizam's suppression of the protests over the killing of Mahsa Amini. As perhaps the premier cultural event in Iran, coinciding each year with the 10 Days of Dawn anniversary of the 1979 revolution, tickets for the festival have in the past been hotly sought after. This year is different, fewer Iranians are in the mood to participate in a celebration of the Islamic Revolution, and the festival's opening ceremonies were held in only half-filled auditoriums. Festival president Mojtaba Amini has played at taking the high road, telling reporters that he's just a film guy, and that he and other festival organizers welcome everybody. Let's unite to make everybody feel happy and attempt to raise hopes and awareness, he purred reassuringly. Just as the Islamic Republic's track record on protecting foreign embassies does not instill confidence in its assurances of respect for diplomatic immunity, Amin's track record undermines his pose as an Ashok's filmmaker who just wants everyone to be happy. During the administration of President Hassan Rouhani, Amini produced a popular television espionage series that implied Foreign Minister Mohammad Javad Zarif's foreign ministry was riddled with Western spies. In 2011, he participated in the sacking of British Embassy by a Basij organized mob, perhaps he considered that performance art. 
with prize-winning filmmaker Javad Nouruz Beghi being prosecuted for disobeying regulations and young protesters, including a 20-something actor, facing the death penalty, the number of Iranian artists eager to sing Kumbaya with Amini is dwindling. The Nizam's prickly sense of exceptionalism and its contempt for the sovereignty of its neighbors has long contributed to its isolation abroad. Now its increasingly exclusive definition of who is an insider fit to enjoy the privileges of citizenship in God's government is isolating the Nizam from its own people. The desertion of the intellectuals that Crane Brinton identified as one the early symptoms of a revolution has been ongoing in Iran since at least the 1990s, and now the intellectuals are joined by the cultural elites, artists, and sports figures who arguably are admired by many more Iranians than are Iran's dour political leaders. Less certain is whether or not the Nizam's insiders are beginning to lose faith in the system and its ideals. For someone like the deeply religious supreme leader Khamenei, such challenges to the system are just trials of one's faith, after all, the Imam Hossein was deserted by all but a few of his followers at Karbala. Others, less wedded to ideology, may see the narrowing circle of the elect as a sign of danger ahead for the regime. And if the regime does not alter course, will these pragmatists embrace martyrdom for the Nizam, or will they join the ranks of the deserters? Pursue Media provides media research, open-source intelligence, AI-driven analytics, and strategic communications consultancy. For more information or to subscribe to Pursue Media Weekly Newsletter, please get in touch with us.